Tuesday, February, what are we, 13th? The day before Valentine's Day. Oh, hearts be still. Uh, welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Podcast. No matter how or where or when you're listening, thank you so much for coming back and hanging out again. I got to tell you, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, obviously, Vegas is, you know, it's a city without clocks. Time stands still there. And then you come back. You get ready, you sit down, you watch a Super Bowl, everybody gets angry. Monday was a huge stressful day. Uh, you had uh, a, a router crash in Kruger's studio, which turned Monday's Damon Bruce show into a default 49er. Well, it's not called 49er wake up, can't call it that. But a, a wake up show with yours truly and Larry. And it's just been, it, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, right? I, I finally got a good night's sleep. Uh, on Monday night, I finally got a good night's sleep. I understand some of you 49ers fans, you probably have not slept well yet. And today, it's good to just be here with us. It really is. Like, Plus Army, assemble. It is good to see you. Good to see so many regular names in the chat. Uh, a chat that's not being overrun with all of uh, Kruger's viewers and listeners. So I can see y'all standing out here. Otis, Rockin' New Era, good to see you guys. Albert, Michelle, everybody. Great to see all of you. Postman, it's it's good. AJ, man, it's, it's good to see y'all. Feels like it's been a while since we've been able to just hang out. Just us. So uh, thank you for being back here once again. I'll tell you, 49er fatigue, Super Bowl loss fatigue, it's real. Uh, my views cratered. <laughs> like every 49er fan is like, I, I, I'm getting people unsubscribing, not because they don't like the channel or their content, because I just think they need a little break from the 49ers. It's, it's a rough way for a otherwise spectacular football season to end. You know, there's not a lot of sympathy in the world. I know this. I'm an incredibly unsympathetic figure myself, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And Kyle Shanahan is a wildly unsympathetic figure unto himself, and I'm sure he wouldn't have it any other way. But we're going to begin today's show, and we got a lot to get into, a lot of other things as we move out of football season into the fact that, oh my God, like pitchers and catchers are reporting this week, and it is officially now basketball season uh, for us to pay attention to. And the good news is the Warriors are starting to point their ship at least in the right direction temporarily, and that's good. We're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff here, but we want to start, I want to start just talking to Kyle. This is, this is for you, Kyle. Sit down, have a drink, put your feet up. We need to talk. Like the thumbnail says today, uh, Kyle, hey, Kyle. Sorry, I'm a big South Park guy to this day. Kyle, we got to talk about Kyle. By the way, sip of the day right there, right off the rip. That was a really good one. Let's be honest. Okay, Kyle, hi, it's Damon again. Have you lost weight? And I don't mean that in a healthy way. I mean, it looks like you haven't been eating. It's time to get yourself a good meal. It's time to get yourself a booked flight the hell out of America. It's time to separate yourself from all of this. Kyle, you're a fabulous football coach. Really, I mean, any way you want to measure it, 
any way you want to measure it, Kyle Shanahan, you are really good. You're truly outstanding at this. You really are. And you stand out above so many of your peers. You really are right at the head of the class. The only guy in the league who seems to have your number is Andy Reid, and there's really no shame in that because Andy Reid has got an awful lot of numbers on his pelts. He does. He he owns an awful lot of, of, of ownership in terms of rivalry and who he goes out and beats with his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Again, he's got a lot of guys' numbers, not just yours, Kyle. What I really believe, though, as we already start thinking about what is next and there's a draft and then a free agent signing period, and we all know how the NFL offseason works. It's a drum. It never stops. Kyle, I really think you got too much on your plate. I really think you got too much on your plate. And, and if we're being totally honest, I think you've handled an awful lot of the stuff on your plate very, very well. What I would like, though, is to just get one thing off your plate. And you can choose what that thing is, but I think... Less is more for you going forward, Kyle. I really believe that. You have a reputation of making very, very good hires. You have uh, a a robust staff of know-how-to-do-it-around-you, and maybe it's time to cede a little more power to them, a little less maniacal control for yourself in the name of just focusing on what's important, and that is coaching this team. Um, Whether it be... You know, college scouting, grinding collegiate tape, uh, grinding tape on prospects and free agencies, meetings, too many meetings. I don't know. Like, use the right hires you make to your advantage. And what I really want you to do, what I really want you to do here, Kyle, is there's a draft and I want you to be less involved than ever before. I know that sounds crazy, and I know it sounds foreign, and I know that it sounds like something you're immediately going to say, nah, I'm not going to get less involved. As a matter of fact, we got a Super Bowl to still go win. i got to work harder than ever. No, I don't think so. I think you actually need to back off just a little. I think you need to back off for your own health, your mental health, the stress of this all. I want Kyle Shanahan more than anything else to take a long, long, long break from football. Like, seriously, this guy has been grinding as hard as possible since the day he got the job and with expectations through the roof since the 2019 season. It's just, he has been on the job about as hard as anybody can be on the job. I really want Kyle to take a long, long break from football. I want him to get rid and away from all the noise. I want him to get rid and away from all the social media and all the trappings of NFL questions and press conferences and attention. It's suffocating. It really, really is. Hit the beach with your wife and kids. Put your phone in a sock drawer. Get in the ocean. And don't come out for a month. Enjoy yourself. When's the last time you think Kyle Shanahan sat back and put his feet up and had like a really fun night where he didn't think about football, where he wasn't worried about what was coming next or who the next opponent was going to be? Kyle needs a break. We all need breaks, right? We all need breaks. Kyle, probably more than anybody in the NFL, needs a little break from the NFL. And I think it would do him an awful lot of good Look, the pressure 
of the Trey Lance draft pick alone and all the scrutiny that came with it would be enough to break most men. It really would be. You then compound all that with the pressure of two Super Bowl appearances, the weight of two losses just upon your shoulders, all those NFC title games in a row. It's got to be overwhelming. And again, you know, we were awfully, I was awfully hard on Kyle yesterday, rightfully so. You know, you do get an awful lot of darts thrown at you when you lose another big game. But the truth is, other teams in the NFL, and this is, this is where we talk about how the adult is the least served sports fan in the world. We're about to have a little adult conversation here. Other teams in the NFL would absolutely kill for Kyle's level of disappointment. I almost called it failure, but really it's not failure. Because if losing the Super Bowl, as unsatisfying as it is, is labeled a failure, then what are the other teams who don't even get to the playoffs? What are they? You know, you have to be measured among the group that surrounds you. And Kyle has taken his group, his team, and, you know, the cream has risen to the very top except that final step that is a championship. But he is right there. And it's hard to run it all back. It's hard to stay on the grind all these years in a row. You can say, well, the loss is motivation. Look, if losing big games was motivation to win one, Kyle would have won one by now. You know, I mean, it's happened too many times for anyone to to have it sit comfortable. Um, But he is, if we're being totally honest, he's great at this. He's awesome at this. Um, He is state of the art. It just sucks, absolutely sucks the way it all ends again. But today, you know, 48 hours away from the disappointment of Sunday, a little perspective does settle into the conversation. I'm going to tell you right now, like the three biggest galactic losers in football are the Jets, the Bears, and the Raiders. I mean, they really are. These are these are teams that would kill, kill for the level of disappointment that 49ers fans have experienced over the last few years. Uh, Josh Dubow, who writes for the AP, uh, dropped a little Dubow bomb, and I thought that this was really interesting. The 49ers have won 17 playoff games since their last Super Bowl title. That's tied for the fourth most in football since the 1995 season. That's pretty impressive. Even though there is no Lombardi trophy to show for it, the fourth most playoff wins belong to the 49ers. And there was an awful lot of years there where they were lost in the woods. So Kyle has collectively put together the vast majority of those playoff wins. The next most wins for a team without a Super Bowl title in that span is the Panthers, who only have nine playoff wins. Again, the 49ers, 17 playoff wins since their last Super Bowl. Over the same time, the next best without a Super Bowl title is the Panthers with nine. And that just shows you that anyone can, no, I mean, not anyone, but you know, the, the best thing that Kyle's got going for him here is that his success is not a flash in the pan. 
It has been repeatable over and over and over again. We see this team as a contender. We see this team as they're still coming. And that is a credit to Kyle. It's a credit to the talent. It's a credit to the way that this team was built. And this is about to be a little bit of a rough and tumble off season. A lot of bills that were pushed off into the future are going to come home. A couple of tough choices are going to have to be made on this roster. But all things considered, as disappointing as this whole thing ultimately feels and is, it's still pretty damn good. It is still pretty damn good. And 49ers fans... Go back to Chip Kelly. Go back to Jim Tom Sula. Go back to Dennis Erickson, if you're old enough to think of those days. Go back to Mike Nolan, for God's sakes. The level of disappointment that you feel right now is the envy of any other team not named the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's really what the 49ers live in. That's their world. And it's 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 really disappointing and it totally sucks to see it all go down. And that really was, in my opinion, the most painful, the worst loss maybe in franchise history. Really. Um, a buddy of mine who is a true son of San Francisco, a generational San Franciscan, who is the biggest Giants Warriors, Niners fans, you're you're ever going to meet in your life. My buddy Phil Spiegel, he actually runs the Holbrook House, um, at, at the uh, at at the atrium, uh, down there on Market Street. He's a great bar owner. He is a man about town. My guy Phil Spiegel, the greatest living USF Don there is outside of Bill Cartwright. <laughs> uh, he sent me a text. The top five Bay Area losses of all time. The most painful list. Number one, he has the 2002 World Series Game 6. The dropped ball. Number two, the 2016 NBA Finals Game 7. LeBron. Number three, this Super Bowl. Number four, Roger Craig fumbling the NFC Championship game in 1991. And at number five, he's got the Niners and Seahawks championship loss, which a lot of you know is the Navarro Bowman knee game where he got his knee folded in the wrong direction. So, you know, I've been covering the 49ers for the last 20 years. Phil has been a 49er fan for his entire life, for the last 50, right? Um and he's got that Super Bowl loss on Sunday is the worst loss in 49ers franchise history. And I'll take his word for it. And I would agree. That was rough. That was really, really rough because it was right there. It was right there to be taken. Oh, that is tough. That is tough. Kyle, get away. Kyle, take a break. As soon as you can get the hell away from your football team, get the hell away from your football team, and it's going to be the best thing for you and your team. Separate. Take a break. Have all of your lieutenants do lieutenant shit. Have every single person that you've hired that you trust do their job. Come on back in a few weeks from now. Pick up their work, read it, and then make your decisions from there. But the grind has got to be suffocating for this man. So 
a little sympathy for the world that Kyle Shanahan is living in. Hey, Kyle, you want to have the attack? Poor, I mean, I, I mean it. Poor guy. I mean, you know, it's as bad as you can feel for a millionaire, right? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's been rough, man. It's been brutal. Been brutal, 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 brutal. Uh, Andre Thompson saying, hey, Damon, the Kyle Williams fumble was bad. Don't you have another punt fumble that's even worse than that now? Oh, oh. That was rough. That was rough. So we're going to give you some odds to let you know what kind of pressure the 49ers will be facing as soon as next year begins here in a second. But odds on are you are about to have a little lunch. And what I want you to do in your little lunch is to make it a big lunch with a big sandwich that is delicious. Get yourself to Ike's. My man has got an app. You need to download it. If you've been downloading it through the playoffs, you have already earned a free sandwich with all of his membership rewards points that he's been giving out for every point that the 49ers have scored in the postseason. Get yourself that Ike's app. Get yourself a sandwich today. Order one either at the restaurant or have it delivered to you. If you are in charge of ordering office lunch, back to the office, need some lunch for the entire office, Check out Ike's Catering. Put a Damon Bruce in your mouth, which is what I tell everyone. Um, and uh, you'll be very happy that you did. My man Ike has nothing but delicious waiting for you in every single one of his restaurants. So go get yourself some delicious with my man Ike. I want to give one more final huge thank you to Dr. Paul Hughes, who was sponsoring Post Game and Damon for the second half of this football season. And without him, um, it, it, it would have sunk to done those. It would have stunk doing the shows without a sponsor that I really believe in because Dr. Paul Hughes has fixed my knee in an incredible fashion without surgery. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery. My man, Dr. Paul Hughes, has got offices in San Mateo, satellite offices throughout the Bay Area. Info. At orthopedicsurgeries.com, use the code word HUNTER for 50% off your procedure, which can make you feel lickety-split better, I'm telling you. Uh, and because on Friday in Las Vegas, we didn't do a good for ball, bad for ball segment, just some love for Uncle Boys, because we got love for Uncle Boys, who remains a sponsor of the Friday good for ball, bad for ball segment here on the Plus. And since we didn't squeeze one in, a little extra love for Uncle Boys as we get back into our normal schedule now that football's over, now that traveling's over, now that remote shows are over. So just a little love, Uncle Boys, for you, my good friends. Um, you want odds? Here are the odds that Kyle is going to be facing an awful lot of pressure right away. Once again, for sure, for real, uh, the Kansas city chiefs are going off at five to one as the favorite to win next year's super bowl. And then it's the 49ers at six to one. The Lions are seven to one. The Ravens are going off at 12 to one. The bills are 14 to one Bengals Packers, 16 to one Cowboys, Dolphins, and Eagles are all at 18 to one Raiders fans, 75 to one. The longest odds out there are the Carolina Panthers at 150 to one. The 49ers are going to step right into next season as one of the favorites to win it all. 
So to say that the pressure is going to never end is a huge understatement. And really for Kyle, you know, who does have an awful lot of job security, rightfully so, he can't regress. If you're wondering how could Kyle's job security become something other than secure, it would be with a regression. Get to the playoffs, lose in the first round, whenever your first round is. Not make the playoffs. That would be, uh-oh, uh-oh. But as long as this guy's in NFC Championship games and as long as this guy's making Super Bowl appearances, he's doing his job. It might not be the satisfying ending. It might not be the, you know, oh, well, he did this, therefore I don't like them, Kyle's got to go. That's, uh, there's, it's not happening. So come on over to the reality that this situation lives in. As long as Kyle doesn't regress, he's not going anywhere. And as long as he doesn't regress, that means that this team is going to be on the precipice of a championship year after year after year. And the only way to ask for more than that is to say, give me the Lombardi trophy. Give me the thing that everybody wants. Kyle is coming close. He's working hard. And again, there's no sympathy for Kyle. I'm not giving him much sympathy, but the man deserves a tip of the cap and a little bit of a hug. If we're being totally honest, he really does. He really does. Sporticus, always an adult in the room, saying Kyle's future does not reside in losing big games. It resides in his failure to change the things that cause those losses. Failure to learn is failure to grow. All true. All true. He's got to get better. He just needs to lighten up. Again, a month on a beach, I think, will help him lighten up. It's... It's suffocating. It's suffocating the pressure that this guy has been under. He was just the star or one of the stars, one of the main characters in the most watched television show of all time, much less just a football game. And it sucks that the 49ers are getting that bridesmaid's reputation, right? The NFC title games uh, fell short. Three Super Bowl losses now in three appearances for the 49ers. Their last three appearances after being undefeated in their first five Super Bowls, they've lost three in a row, and that hurts. It's a hard pill to swallow for the fans, for the organization, because now you start getting lumped into, all right, well, how many teams have actually gone to and lost three Super Bowls? In a row, whether they be in consecutive years or not. How many teams get to appear in the Super Bowl and have a three-game losing streak in the big game? It's not a list you want to be on. It's the Bills, the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Bengals. Now, the Bills have never won a Super Bowl. The Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. The Denver Broncos have. But you're on that list of you don't want to be with this list. You don't want to be at the mutant, you know, the mutants at table nine. You don't want to be there. Um, 123.4 million people watched the Super Bowl, the most watched football game of all time, the most watched television show of all time. 
And people saw the 49ers lose that. The whole world was leaning forward into the 49ers losing that Super Bowl. So this bridesmaid reputation, and it's not something you should ever be comfortable with. The 49ers were known for winning Super Bowls. Now they're being known as, you know, the team that you make fun of for kind of losing Super Bowls. It's brutal out there on those streets, folks. It is. Uh, Nielsen said that a record 202.4 million watched at least a part of the game across all networks. It's a 10% jump over last year's figure. So football is king. Absolute king of the entire, not just sports world, but the television world. Let's be honest. The television world is our world. So unbelievable, unbelievable stress and pressure. And oh, by the way, I thought this was sort of an interesting note too, because you might've learned that, you know, you know how much Usher got for his, uh, his, his roller skating party that he threw at halftime, $0. The NFL does not pay its performing artists at the Super Bowl. But what do you get? It's sort of like when I go on KPIX. They're not paying me for that. What they're telling me is enjoy the exposure. Well, I don't think I'm getting quite the exposure uh, that Usher got. Um, Usher earned the equivalent of $52.5 million of exposure for his performance, according to Apex Marketing, which they told Front Office Sports. But that's amazing. Over $100 million, nearly half $100 million of marketing. For Usher, who's just released an album, his numbers are climbing up all sorts of downloads and Spotify's, and there's a lot of, you know, kids who might not have been around 20 years ago for take that, rewind it back, me a ludicrous, make the booty go. Well, they know it now. That was a great song. It really was. Um, so Usher, he's 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 a winner, right? It's kind of ballsy to go out on roller skates in front of the world. You could totally wipe out. Even good roller skaters wipe out on roller skates. This is going to be a different looking football team you next time you, you look at the 49ers. There's some tough choices coming up. I saw Al Sacco today put out next year's uh, cap hits. You got Trent Williams coming in, number one on the team, $31.5 million for your left tackle. That's an expensive left tackle. Debo Samuel making $28.6 million. That's an awful lot of money for a guy who didn't do shit in a Super Bowl. Um, Armstead, $28.3 million. Warner, $24.4 million. And he's going to make every penny of that because his running mate as a linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, is not going to be healthy at the beginning of next year. George Kittle, $21.9 million. Mooney Ward, $17.9 million. Hargrave, $15.4 million. Bosa, $14.6 million. And that is going to grow in a couple years to a $42 million cap hit. It's going to more than double. Uh, Christian McCaffrey making $14.1 million. And there is Brandon Ayuk making $14.1 million next year. Now, when you talk about all those numbers and the ability to round out the rest of your roster, somebody on that list isn't going to be on this team next year somebody's got to go to make room to fill out a roster. It's going to be a tough choice. Now, Brandon Ayuk's brother is already on Instagram saying maybe it's going to be us, right? Um, Brandon Ayuk's brother on Instagram, angrily reacting to the Super Bowl outcome, says, this is why we out of SF. 
Why does an all-pro 1,300-yard receiver get three catches? Thanks for drafting my bro, forever grateful. We on to Vegas. So he's already uh, got Brandon Ayuk with the Raiders. Um, you know, is is that just an angry brother? Is that marching orders from Brandon Ayuk to start the public negotiations? I don't think Brandon Ayuk's going anywhere. If, if I'm the 49ers, I'm not letting Brandon Ayuk going anywhere. If I'm the 49ers, I would call Brandon Ayuk's brother and be like, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. Your brother has gone from doghouse to hell of a player on this team. It's not the right time to be walking away from a quarterback who loves you. It's not like the 49ers decided to freeze Brandon Ayuk out of the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnolo, and their uh, all-pro secondary did that. So everyone needs to calm down, especially Brandon Ayuk's brother, just a little bit. So there you go. First half hour of the show, all football, all reaction, all love for Kyle Shanahan. It could use a little love thrown his way, right? I mean, this is a really good football coach. He's a really good football coach. The only thing he's guilty of is being so close to the brass ring without being able to actually grab it. It's tough. It's tough out there. Um, again, this is the kind of stuff we don't need on the channel. Javier, thanks for watching. Javier Abanez, Kyle is trash. No, he's not. No, he's not. Kyle has yet to lose, or excuse me, yet to win a Super Bowl. But saying that he is trash, you're telling the entire world you don't even know what you're looking at. Javier, you don't even know what you are looking at. Urban Meyer with the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's trash. Chip Kelly with the 49ers, that was trash. Kyle Shanahan isn't trash. Let's, let's, re, let's, I mean, I was hard on him yesterday. I was hard than I have ever been. You didn't hear me call him trash not once. You got to have a little perspective. You got to have a little perspective. And it's hard when you're emotional and in the moment. You know, Kyle didn't know the overtime rules. Well, you listen to it the day after, and it appears that he did know the rules. But where I think the flaw is, is he really believed that having the third possession of overtime was more important. Well, all I would tell you is that, yeah, should you actually read uh, reach the third possession of overtime? It is very important. But you can't prioritize the thing that might not even be coming up. Yeah, I mean, that's that to me is the mistake and the fatal flaw in Kyle's overtime strategy, which maybe he was explaining away, trying to pretend that he knew the rule. I, I don't know. But, you know, don't worry about C. Worry about A and B. A, B, C. C can't be the priority in A, B, C. It just can't. So, you know, trying to explain it away is rational, his rationale as to why he, he, you know, took the ball first. I don't know how much I believe it. 
And I certainly don't think he was right. And what's crazy is the people who are like online or telling me or reacting to some videos that have already gone up saying, oh, no, Kyle got that right. You want Kyle played it right. If he played it right, how come the Kansas City Chiefs are the fucking champions of the world and you're not? How did he play that right? Come on. Like, let's not make total excuses here. I mean, he he did not play that right. Even if he did, even if you can find the mathematical formula to show that he did, he played it right, everybody, you lost. So how right was it? How right was it? I can't believe this. The San Francisco Giants have actually done something. Oh, my goodness. Right in time for spring training about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the Jorge Solar era? He turns 32 later this month, and he is a San Francisco Giant. Hit 36 home runs. Had an adjusted OPS plus of 128 last season. He made his first career all-star game appearance, and the Giants need him to do that again and then some. This was a team that was 19th in the majors in home runs last year. It is a three-year, $42 million deal for the uh, guy who the Marlins mostly used as a DH. There will be strikeouts. There will be strikeouts, but as long as there are a lot of home runs... Maybe it's a good move. In 870 games played over 10 seasons in the majors, he has 927 strikeouts, 170 homers. Look, this guy led the American League in home runs back in 2019. So he's got real power. He's got real power. And the Giants don't, but for Jorge Solar. So, um, you know, your entire offseason is Solar and Jung-Hoo Lee from Korea, who's never played a single inning of Major League Baseball. So good luck with that. Um, pitchers and catchers have their first workout on February 15th. Full squad reports on February 20th. Spring training game, first one against the Cubs, is Saturday, February 24th. Lawn seats available at Scottsdale Stadium for $32. You get to pay $32 to sit on a lawn and have the right to pay the Giants $18 for every beer you drink. Look, I love spring training conceptually. If there were every year to skip spring training as a Giants fan, it's got to be this one. Who who, who are you really excited about at spring training? Logan Webb. Uh, Okay. I mean... this team is this team's this team's lacking a little everything. But spring training's coming. It's officially coming. We actually have uh the Golden State Warriors officially on the move here. And it's officially now basketball season that the 49ers are done. So we we got we got basketball season. It's official. Normally, it starts around Christmas, but the team that you cover goes to a Super Bowl. That means you're going to delay the start of basketball season. And the delay of me leaning into Warriors games is probably very good for them because I would have most likely skinned them alive by now. But um, they have saved their best for right now. 
I really leaned in and watched the hell out of that game against the Utah Jazz on Monday night, and they played very well, and they are over 500 for the very first time since Christmas. How about that? Very first time since Christmas. They're over 500. They've won five in a row in seven of their last eight games. They've also won three straight road games by at least 20 points. And that's just the second time they've done that in franchise history. That's pretty, pretty amazing, right? I don't think anyone's calling the Warriors an amazing basketball team, but they're starting to play better. They're starting to play together, and their roles feels like they're starting to be figured out. And what do you know? If you want to get normal, get Draymond Green back into the mix. Since Draymond Green's returned, he has ignited a better brand of offense, a more efficient level of offense. You got your points per possession up. You've got your uh, points allowed per possession down. You've got your points per 100 possessions up. You've got your points allowed per 100 possessions down. All the efficiency numbers are all trending in the right direction. And it's all of a sudden the Golden State Warriors are starting to get a lot better. Gary Payton's back in the mix. Clay stopped being a Debbie Downer at every single moment when you looked at him, sort of embracing his new reality. But the single biggest development is that Jonathan Kaminga has finally turned, you know, instead of being the clumsy puppy with the big paws, Jonathan Kaminga has turned into a dog. He is this team's second best player right now. He truly is. And, you know, they're going to get CP3 back here at some point in time. They're starting to figure it out. And there's really no time like the present to do that because they're running out of basketball season to figure things out. As a matter of fact, um, the All-Star game is February 18th, which means the Warriors will host the Clippers on Valentine's Day. Very romantic. And then they're back in Utah the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th. And that wraps up the first part of the season before the All-Star break. And then when the All-Star break is over, folks, it is a 29-game sprint to the finish. And the Warriors, in their final 29 games, are going to have to, if they're going to get a decent seed or be a playoff anything, an entity in any way, they're going to have to catch a heater. They're going to have to play really, really well down the stretch here. You know, can you go 20-9? and nine? Can you do something like that? Can you win two out of three the rest of the way? We'll see. Again, they're playing better defense. The offense is moving more efficiently. Steph Curry's been here all year. The rest of the Warriors have not. It feels like the rest of the Warriors are starting to show up again. You know, and this is how older teams operate. This is how older teams look. Older teams that have won titles... They lurk, they lurk, they lurk. The Warriors have spent way too much of the year just lurking, hanging around, not really doing anything special. If they got anything special, if they got a special capability in them, and special for the Warriors has moved on the special Warrior sliding scale. Special Warriors used to mean NBA finalist. Now just become a playoff team. Let's see if you can get that. Let's see what they can do. I'm in. I'm in. I mean, what else are we doing? We got no football for the longest amount of time. We're not going to have any football all year. 
So you might as well lean into the Golden State Warriors. You might as well lean into the fact that baseball's about to get here. I don't believe the Sharks are even still a franchise. I'm pretty sure they have stopped playing hockey altogether. In more proof that people just don't know how to act, right? Just do not know how to act. Uh, did you see that the Phoenix Open is officially in the folks you done took that too far category of life of its existence now? The Phoenix Open uh, used to be uh, a great place to have an awful lot of fun, get drunk on a golf course with your friends, and it got way too far down the road of frat house party. And apparently this year's Phoenix Open's reputation outdid itself. Everyone got out of control. The fact that it was raining in Phoenix meant everyone was drunk and, you know, bottled up in congested cart paths. And there were fights and there were players yelling at fans and fans yelling at players. And not just not not just the 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 like like the on, on what the 16th hole there where they build a stadium. No, 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 no. Like it was going nuts everywhere to the point where they cut beer sales off somewhere on the course, certain spots on the course that were getting too hairy. And they basically said, hey, even if you got a ticket, you're not allowed in right now. We are at max capacity. Post pandemic, if given the chance to ruin something, people will. People forgot how to act. Like pre pandemic world, you get drunk in public and it was. Okay, post-pandemic world, people just don't know what to do anymore. Crowds, booze, and desire to be on that gram make it all toxic, doesn't it? It's really, it's, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, again, what we want to do at the Phoenix Open is have more fun than any golf event in the world. All right, you douchebags ruined it. We can't have nearly as much fun next year. They're talking about all kinds of different measures being invoked for the next Waste Management Phoenix Open. The other thing that happened while I was in Las Vegas that was officially big news that had we not had the 49ers in the Super Bowl, we would have talked about is this last subject of today's show here. I'm sure you've seen by now that the... Sportszilla is coming, the juggernaut, the app to end all apps or streaming service to end all streaming service. Disney, Fox and Warner Brothers are going to launch what they're going to be calling, you know, the biggest sports streamer. They don't have an official name for it yet. Um, but uh, in this this article that I saw about it written in Sports Business Journal, they're calling it Sportszilla. Here's what Sportszilla is going to have. It's going to have a wide range of broadcasting rights for pro and college sports, including NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, FIFA, and some combat sports. It's going to be an all-in-one bundling of whatever replaces the current Disney-owned sports streamer ESPN+, Plus, along with all the other dedicated sports channels owned by these companies. And it's going to be available bundling Max Plus Sportszilla package. It's going to be the, the you know, the, it's basically cable television is what it is. We drifted so far away from cable television. Everyone's like, oh, we need to go back to the way things were, but we can't do that. So let's have something that will resemble the way things were. Ridiculous. You could see it coming, though, right? You could see it coming. 
So there you go. I think that's all the news that's fit to print here on a glorious Tuesday, day before Valentine's Day. Get that bouquet. Get the chocolates. Do something. Is it Valentine's Day performative? You bet your ass it is, but you don't want to be caught without doing a Valentine's Day performance for the person that you love. You got to do a little something. I'm going to sneak out today under the guise of, Julian, I got to go do something. What I'm going to do is pick up a little box of chocolates, a little bouquet of flowers. I'm going to pop them in the refrigerator. I hope she's not watching. I'm going to pop them in the refrigerator that we got down here in the basement. She's not going to open it between now and Valentine's Day. And tomorrow morning when she wakes up, the bouquet of flowers. And there you go. There's your happy Valentine's Day. Just a little something. Just a little effort. I make a little effort. So look, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks, hasn't it? It's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Thanks so much to the members who are supporting this channel. Every single day you have a membership, you're supporting this channel. And I thank you very much, as does Sports Bane. I'm sure you'll be hearing from him soon. Uh, I want to thank everyone who is, you know, dropping super chats over here. And if you don't need to do, if you don't want to do that, just like and subscribe, my good friends, like and subscribe. That would be an awful great way to help this channel because now you're going to find out what the plus is all about, right? We gained a little traction here during football season. We're going to keep growing this thing, knowing that the Attention that comes with the NFL won't just be easily grabbable anymore. You're going to find out why it's called Damon Bruce Plus, not just Damon Bruce Sports. We need to do some things that are officially creative and different and highlighting things in the Bay Area that I've always found interesting that might not be from the world of sports. So there's going to be an awful lot of reasons to lean in and watch what we're doing over the next few months between now and next football season. So I hope you plan on sticking around. I really do. You've all been an incredible audience. You've been an incredible community that we've put together. And I want you to keep your eyes on this channel because we are soon to announce Plus Mania 3, The Revenge. Details are being discussed. Dates are being circled. And you will know all about it before the end of this week, I promise you. As a matter of fact, Sports Bane Maybe making a special announcement about it to members only until we get into, uh, you know, we put it out in the general population. But this is the privilege of being a member. You get to know things first. So, man, oh, man, oh, man. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you very much for downloading the podcast, which is uh, uh, done incredibly well throughout uh, the Super Bowl run. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for watching, for supporting, for commenting, for liking, for subscribing, for becoming a member. No matter how you support this, it means an awful lot to me and my family, and I thank you very much. And what we're going to do is slip into a little club plus for the rest of everyone who wants to hang out here a little longer. We're going to keep on doing it. we got some super chats to read. we got a whole bunch of chats here, and we're going to go. Are you ready? You feeling frisky? Good. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.